everyone. Welcome to the official first episode of my podcast, Race Day Coasting. I'm Ray, and then I'm usually joined by my awesome co-host, who's Cubby, my two-year-old autistic nonverbal son in this season of life. From time to time, you'll hear Cam babble or try to approximate words, usually in disagreement, but maybe sometimes, hopefully, he'll be in agreement with some of the things that we discuss. I really just wanted to create an outlet for parents to connect and for other individuals that are a support system like grandparents, aunts, uncles, siblings, friends to really come together and encourage one another as we all kind of walk through this journey of autism and what that looks like for each of us. Some of our challenges are similar and others are very different. But I know that it helps when we're able to come together and share our stories. So we are thrilled to be able to connect with you guys for this past week. The devil has been so busy and has not wanted me to record this podcast. So I've been periodically losing my voice. So I'm extremely excited to be able to record while I still have some semblance of a voice. Forgive me if it's pretty shaky and raspy. I promise it won't always be that way. Um, We have a few topics that we want to talk about today. One of the topics that I really wanted to cover in this first episode was how challenging it can be to be the only advocate for your child who has a diagnosis of autism and who falls on that ASD spectrum, right? And a lot of times when we're an advocate, we're just not an advocate in one setting. We're the advocate when it comes to their therapies, if they're in school, with other family members, with friends, even like explaining the situation when it comes to work or just even going to a grocery store. Sometimes I've encountered having to be an ally for my child when we're even at the park. And so I really wanted to kind of shed light on the perspective of what it's like to be your child's advocate and your child's voice. Um, especially if they're nonverbal and they're not able to um, fully express how they're feeling or what they're dealing with to another individual in a way that's verbal. So for me, it it was not hard. I feel like at times I'm a helicopter parent and um, especially with being around Cam all the time and being the one who gave him life, like birthed him out, I I was naturally like really protective and defensive when it came to him. But realizing, you know, just because somebody may not be as well versed in autism as I am does not mean that they're against us or they're an enemy. And so really just kind of finding that fine line because there's still quite a bit of misinformation out there when it comes to autism. So with that, parents, I definitely want to encourage you and strengthen you. I don't mean that in a sense of every single person you encounter, you have to carve out time to really um, find them resources and to explain every detail of autism. But definitely, um, if you have the time and capacity, give them a high-level overview. 
right? And so if you're not a parent or a caregiver or a sibling or someone who interacts with a child on the spectrum on the daily basis, it's more important for you as well to um, step out of your comfort zone and really start to gain more truth about autism and what that looks like and reading up not only about the he the hearsay that comes along with it, but how the this this disease or this diagnosis is a wide variety of different things. And it's not you can't just look at a child and automatically know, yeah, okay, they belong on the spectrum. When it comes to um, setting boundaries, that's also been um, one thing that I talk to other parents about is how to be your child's advocate and, and to set boundaries, especially with like family members, our friends, um, because sometimes, you know, people don't always say the right things. They don't always know um, what's appropriate or what could hurt your feelings or what could potentially inflame a situation. And so one of my biggest hesitancies with um, letting the world know that Cubby was autistic wasn't the actual diagnose, diagnosis itself. It was more so people's reaction and perception of him, right? Like I didn't want people to see him as different or to treat him as less than or to stick a label on him that wasn't who he was in his entirety, right? So really creating boundaries to protect our peace, but also to instill in uh, Cubby that he had more to offer in this world. And just because he viewed the world differently or he wasn't as social as the next child, that he wasn't any different just because he saw the world different. I remember um, <laughs> we had a family member who, um, the moment we told them that Cubby was autistic, was like, why don't you just put them in daycare? Like, Cubby isn't social because you didn't put him in daycare, right? And at first, it, it was very frustrating, right, to be blamed for something that's genetic. And with all the different testing and science that's still um, going on in the world surrounding autism, there's no one-stop pinpoint aside from it keeps going back to genetics. And so to hear that, it was so frustrating and it made me feel as his advocate and as his mom that I had failed. When that was somebody projecting their fear onto me about Cam getting this diagnosis and them wanting to brand him that way. Um, understanding that Cubby going to daycare wouldn't have changed his diagnosis, right? Like if anything, we would have been able to see even earlier on, okay, he's very different than Tommy, who's next to him, or um, Susie, that might be on the other side of him. There was just mommy intuition for me and things that I had saw that just seemed really different than other children. 
one of the big things is I remember we wasted so much money on um, like those little baby Einstein like supposed to make your baby like super brilliant toys and he would not be interested he had a um, just a fascination with circles and numbers and like drawers and how things opened and closed and at first I was like man that that is a little bit different than what I've anticipated right especially we're spending all these money on toys and you're more concerned with what's on the table um and so that was a really big kind of like indication for me okay something seems a little bit different and then um as time started to go on, I noticed that Cam would not really make eye contact. Um, Cubby not making eye contact became more apparent in photos when he wouldn't be making a normal expression based off of the funny faces or something that we would make for him or in front of him, it would just kind of be very sporadic, like his emotions, or he would just be smiling just to smile, which doesn't sound different, but when you go back and we assess pictures and we kind of figure out pinpoints for certain things, it just became so strange. And it became a concern, like, okay, as Cubby, not going to be able to make eye contact is this something we're going to be able to struggle with is this gonna how is he gonna be treated in the world because he's not um making appropriate eye contact and then going back to the toys there would be like a hot wheels car like a monster truck and he would flip the wheels over and like just flip the car over and just spin the wheels right and would do that for hours at a time if you let him and um, when we got him assessed for um, autism, they had him in a room with like a bunch of different toys and he was um, supposed to play with each toy and just to see what he would do. I think one of the most mortifying moments as a mom, they gave Cam uh, a baby doll. And Cam took this baby doll and he was swinging it by the head, he was biting on the head, he was biting on the toes and everything. And I was sitting there like, oh my goodness, <laughs> like, I don't know if you need a sibling, not if this is how you treat a baby doll and she's plastic, you know? And um, the young lady who was assessing him was like, oh, you know, mom, don't freak out. And I was like, what do you mean don't freak out? Like, <laughs> he's just playing with toys and very inappropriately like not how you would typically see sorry cubs is in my lap right now playing with his little letters and numbers thing you'll probably hear him say something soon um but just really having to explain that and express that my child is smart. I just, I'm not really sure what's going on with this right now. And really separating advocacy with boundaries and scaling back the defensiveness um, that surrounds that.
Well, guys, that actually wraps up our first episode. I know it was pretty brief. Um, but before we close out, I do want to leave you with a ray of sunshine and a kind like cubby moment and just kind of pray for um, all of us who are walking out this path and this journey. Right. And so, God, I just want to thank you so much for first just allowing us to make it through another day with your grace and your goodness and your mercy following us, God. I just thank you again for allowing me to have my voice to get this message out and to connect with other parents and let them know uh, that they are not alone in this. And the most powerful thing aside from being an advocate for their child is to share their story. Um, And so I thank you for giving me the faith and the strength and the courage to be able to share a little bit of Covey and I's story. And as we continue to grow and be obedient, we just ask that you just give um, caregivers, parents, siblings, allies, friends, teachers, all those involved on these journeys with these kiddos. Um, just rest in peace of mind, God. I ask that you just refuel them, Lord God, and that you just strengthen them to take it on day by day and know that their source, you are their source, and you will continue to provide for them. You will continue to provide for them. I pray that you continue to keep everybody under the sound of my voice away from any hurt, harm, or danger. And we just sow this prayer, and we just ask that everybody just is able to move forward within peace and love and do their kind deed for the day. Or if they feel like doing more, do more. Um, In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And Cubby and I will talk to you guys later. Bye, guys.